Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Aligned Women podcast. I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. I am your host today with my wonderful friend and just truly stunning looking co-host, Dr. Daniel. <laughs> you look, I meant to tell you that earlier. You look amazing today. Do you have a hot date or what's, what's the story? No, the no. False uh, eyelashes on today? Or no, what it's, is- just, it's just a lighting. <laughs> it's just a lighting. Um, actually, I did some... Facebook stories this morning. And as I was recording the video, I was like trying to hide my gray hair. I was like, Whoa, I actually have a scheduled appointment tomorrow to have my hair colored because I just can't do the gray yet. It's really, it's a lot. And I feel, I feel younger than the amount of gray hair on my head. Um, so yeah, no, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. It's just the lighting. I've, I've moved my laptop to the corner of my desk today instead of where it normally sits where it's like darker so it's all just lighting but thank you for the compliment Um, my pleasure that's what girlfriends are for all right (laughs) today we are wrapping up this month of motherhood we're talking about how motherhood is forever and I think this is a great topic for those of you who have older children I think a lot of times we talk so much about babies and young children that I wonder sometimes if our listeners who have older children, teenagers or young adults, they feel like they're not as much a part of the conversation. So, you know, this is a conversation that has a lot to do with those of you who have older kids. And for those of you whose kids are really little, this conversation should maybe change your perspective, widen your perspective and hopefully inspire you as well. Yeah. Shauna, will you share how old your kids are, the listeners? Yeah. So my youngest is, uh, I have a son who's 11 and I have a daughter who is 14. She's in high school. And then I have a son who is 19. He'll be turning 20 this summer and he is in his second year of university. He no longer lives at home. Like he doesn't even come home for the summer. He permanently lives away from home. He comes home for visits, but um, he lives at school and works in the city where his school is a couple of hours away. So we, yeah, we've actually gone from a family of five down to a family of four and it's, it's quite strange. I bet. I bet. What about about you? So my stepdaughter is 16 and then, um, the other girls are eight, almost five and one. So we have like all ages and stages. It feels like, right. (laughs) Yeah. Like we have a teenager who's in high school and we're dealing with teenager problems. And then we've got like the two in the middle that are at different phases and then a baby. And she's almost not a baby anymore. She's not walking yet, but um, we're just at a point right now where we're feeling like we're coming out of the baby phase, not the baby phase. What's the word I'm looking for? The fog, (laughs) the fog of the first year of a a new baby's life. And I feel really, really clear that we're not going to have any more kids. Um, Like (laughs) maybe if we had started when I was younger, I might feel differently, but no, for me, this is it. My, my mothering capacity is maxed out. I, 
I would love to have a bigger family in some senses. My husband has four sisters and a brother and I have four sisters and two brothers plus some extras (laughs) complicated story, (laughs) but, um, I feel like, yeah, our family is big enough. Like I really love working and I, I feel like every time we've added another child to our family, the amount of time that is required of me to be in mom mode increases Mm -hmm, for sure. And and I'm just at my capacity of what I want to do. It's, it's something that I'm talking about easily right now, but I don't know. It's, It's taken me a while to be okay with it. Um, I think that's one of the ways you know when you're done. Like when when you can say, I'm done. Like I am definitely done. That's how you know when you're done. We kind of waffled. So we had Jackson and then we weren't sure, you know, are we going to go on and have another one? And then we then we for sure wanted another one. And then um, we really waffled after our second. Craig wanted a family of four. I wanted a family of, well, actually, I didn't really know what I wanted. I <laughs> I wanted and then I didn't want and then I wanted and then I didn't want and then I found out I was pregnant. So then we were in it. But I knew when I was pregnant with Cole, I'm so done. Like that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And it's such a, it's a nice feeling. Like I think it's a feeling of peace when you can say for sure. And especially when your partner is on the same page, we were both feeling like, yep, that's it. There's no question about it. We're just done. Yeah. That's, that's basically our story too. Like we had Allison, she's eight. After I had her, I felt like the whole motherhood experience was so much harder than I thought it would be. I really didn't feel like I wanted to do it over again. Mm-hmm. But then, as we've talked about in a previous episode, I miscarried. And, and then I was like, no, we ne- definitely have to have another baby. We had that other baby. She was a horrendous sleeper and didn't sleep, I don't know, longer than two hours probably for a very, very long time, a year and a half, maybe. Um, and so through that experience, I was like, no, I don't ever want to do that again. (laughs) And then it was the, it was our daughters who were actually like, we really want to have a a baby brother. Can we try to do that? And I was like, "Hmm, okay, sure. No problem. (laughs) It was just their simple ask that, I don't know, it just flipped a switch in me and I was totally ready and okay with it. And now they've already said, mom, we've got to try again for a brother. And I'm like, no kids. Nope. We did that. We are not doing that again. I'm sorry. We can get a dog maybe, and he can be a a boy and he can be your brother. We're not doing another baby. Sorry. No. Yeah. It is definitely busy in every, a friend of mine um, talked about it in this way. And I've never forgotten this because I think it explains why every child that you add into the family changes things so drastically. You're adding that many more relationships into the Mm -hmm. household, right? So we have three kids. So if we added another child into the family, we're not just adding the relationship between me and that child. We're adding the relationship between me and that child, my husband and that child, that mm-hmm. child and Cole, that child and Jenna, that child and Jackson, right? So I, I lost count of how many relationships that was, I guess, an extra five relationships in the house. And that's why the dynamic changes so much. I think it's funny that... Um, I'm sure that I used to think this and I still hear younger moms say it. They'll talk about how, you know, they want to be home when they're, when their kids are little, but then as soon as they go to school full time, then they'll feel like, well, now I can go back to work or I can go back to work full time. And I think most of us who have kids, and especially if you have multiple kids, when they get older, 
I know that for me, felt like I, I thought things older. I felt like things got a lot more complicated. So yes, they don't need you to put their shoes on. Actually, sometimes they still do. <laughs> they don't need you to, you know, pick them up and carry them out to the car or anything like that. There isn't that minute to minute kind of physical need that they have. They're completely dependent on you, but the realm of need that they have for you emotionally and still physically too. Um, but I would say emotionally and energetically is so mm-hmm. much more as they get older. Plus they start getting into activities They begin to develop an entire life of their own. And for a time, that entire life of their own that they begin to develop, and I would say it's sort of between the ages of 10 and 13, when they they really, that's when they get into, you know, their thing, whether it's dance or sport or theater or whatever it is, right? They'll find their thing and it begins to dominate their lives. And they also they don't require us anymore to set up their play dates. They begin to have <laughs> relationships with friends and yep. all of that. It's really time consuming as a parent. And we're still trying to navigate working and our work needs and our patient needs with the increased mothering needs that we have. I'll tell you the busiest time I had as a mother was when my son, my oldest was between Well, I would say when he was first starting high school. So before he could drive himself and I still had to drive him to, you know, basketball practices and stuff at school and all that stuff. Um, Between 14 and 16, I felt like I was never home. And at that time, I was not actually in practice. I don't know how I would have run a practice. Well, you know what? I would have just had to say no to a lot more things. So when we talk about motherhood being forever, I imagine, and I don't know what it's like to have kids who are all fully grown, but speaking from the perspective of kids who have gone through teenage years or are still going through teenage years, the need is still there. It just shifts. Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from you. And I think this was probably about two years ago, maybe even longer than that now that you shared with me. And it just really opened my eyes even though your kids were teenagers, I don't know, Cole's not a teenager yet, but preteen perhaps at that time, um, it, it was not easier for you to, or, or less time consuming for you to be the mom to them than it had been when they were littler. It was just different, a different set of needs. It really opened my eyes to like, hmm, what, what will it be like as my girls get older and will I will I magically just have more time to give to work or to other things? Or what do I want that to look like? And I feel like we do a pretty good job overall of not overscheduling them, but they do want to do stuff. They want to mm-hmm. go to the park. They want to go, they want to have play dates. They want to have friends spend the night. They want to, Allison plays soccer and she has practice and she has games every week. So that's at least two days of the week that we've got, you know, to take her to soccer and like do her thing. Um, so as they get older and, and for sure with my stepdaughter, she's in two sports that she's pretty competitive in. her schedule and certain times of the year, like dictates the schedule for all the rest of us. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I mean, my husband's schedule is vacation. Well, he did schedule vacation around softball tournaments in the summertime you know, and, and like traveling with her to those games. Um, 
it's for me, it was just so, I don't know. It was just so important to hear that from you because it was like I shared in the previous episode, I'm not really good at like the long-term picture or like planning for the future. You know, my husband has that strength and I don't, I see more like short-term needs. And I hadn't stopped to think about what will, what will motherhood be like in five years from now? What will it be like in 10 years from now? How will that affect all the other parts of our, of our lives? And now here we are two years later with another baby added to the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it just makes it even more clear to me that I have a certain capacity to give as a mother and I am at my capacity. Well, I think this is the interesting thing with me, you know, having just started up this new practice again a year, almost exactly a year ago now, and having kids the age that I'm at. This is what I have learned about mothering older kids. The, the more you let go of control, right? So I, don't con- I can't control what they eat all the time. I'm not in charge of who they're interacting with all the time. They have their own lives that they live very independently of, you know, of Craig and I. So... And that's normal. So the more you have to give up that control, the smarter and the more vigilant you have to get about knowing what's really going on in their lives. And I think that has been one of the biggest eye-openers for me as a mother is that it takes a lot of time and energy to know what's really going on. You know, to know if there's something going on in their social media pages, to know if there's something going on in a group chat on Google Hangouts, to know if there's something going on in their relationships at school when my daughter is off, right? Something, her her personality changes for a few days, something's going on and I've got to, I've got to get to the bottom of what it is. Um, And so I think as a parent, that's where the shift happens and if we're talking about being working parents, being parents who are in practice, you know, we're so good at what we do in practice. It's, it's easy to miss those things that are new for you at home, right? If you're just new with a teenager, it's a whole new world out there. And with the way technology changes, you know what Jackson, Jackson is five years older than Jenna. So what he had available to him at the age of 14 was so completely different than what she has available to her. So it's almost like, relearning it. Cole is four four school years behind Jenna. So it's going to be the same thing. By the time he gets to be in grade nine, it'll be, who knows what there will be available. But Craig and I have really learned that we have to take the time to put the things in place that allow us to be as vigilant with our kids as we are with, you know, all the little nuances of what's happening in our patient's spines. And we're really good at what we do here in the office I think sometimes it's easy to kind of coast on that and think everything's going okay. But we, as parents, we have a whole added challenge as they get older and we lose that sense of control. And if you don't set up your practice in a way that you can drop things like, you know, in an instant to have to go and pick them up at school or to have to, I mean, we have had the rug ripped out from underneath us before where we thought everything was one thing and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and you realize, holy, (laughs) not at all that way. And all of a sudden everything changes. So to have things set up in a way that you can still put your kids first if the need is there and to have your kids know that they still are number one because especially as as they get into teenagehood, 
they have all sorts of weird, crazy thoughts that go through their heads. They need to know on a regular basis that we love them, that they are like the most important thing in our lives, that everything is going to be okay, that they're doing okay, even when they do dumb stuff that you want to throttle them for, and that we are always there for them. And they need to see that you're not just giving it lip service, that you're actually doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, Aubrey, my stepdaughter, when Ryan and I became a couple, she was seven. She had just turned seven. And then um, about a year later, we had Allison. So they're eight years apart. And for the next several years, I just put my head down and got through motherhood with baby after baby after baby. And then last year, here we were finding ourselves in a similar position where it was like, whoa, like, okay, how how did we not see these challenges coming, you know, with a then 15-year-old? Because they're smart. They're sneaky. Man, so sneaky. And, but but looking back on it now, I can see, like, you know, I put my head down and just focus on the three little girls and also created this barrier in my mind of like, well, I'm not her mom and that's not my job. Well, you know, I may not be, and it's not to say, it's not to take anything away from her mom whatsoever, but it's just like, whoa, she obviously needs more support and, and it needs to come from wherever it can come from. So that's been a big lesson too. Yeah. Like, hello, moms of little ones. I know that the nights, the sleepless nights are hard and they will get easier, but the challenges just feel like they become bigger. Like someone said this recently, big kids, big problems. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And it's going to happen. It'll happen to every single one of you. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. When your kids go through these challenges, it's not a bad thing. It's good that it happens under your roof where you can still influence them and help them work through it. That's like, that's the upside to it. But again, you have to be in a state where you're ready for it Mm -hmm. and you realize this is your job. This is your job. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like we can circle back around to where we started with this conversation. It is your job and it is your most important job Mm -hmm. to first and foremost, be a healthy individual and also make sure that you're raising humans that are going to be um, the best that they can be in the, in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, then it's our job after that to be great doctors and business owners and all the other stuff. Right. But it's easy to just forget that raising your kids is your most important and most important role. Yes. All right. What can we leave our listeners with today? You're awesome. Other than you're awesome. (laughs) Great job. And God chose you specifically to mother the kids that you have. And therefore you are equipped for it. Whether you think you are or not, you are equipped for it and you have a whole community of mama chiropractors around you who can help you with that. Yeah. And I think too, it's just reiterating the point that even though, um, mama chiropractors, there's maybe the reputation or the perception that we really focus in on new motherhood. We do because we know that there's not a lot of support for that phase of life, but in general, 
um, we accept, we accept all moms <laughs> and we, we all need support ourselves, no matter what phase of motherhood we are in. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, we shared this on the last episode, but just as a reminder, if you haven't joined our free Facebook group, mama chiropractors is his name. You can find it easily by either searching through Facebook for mama chiropractors or go to alignedwoman.com forward slash Facebook. And you can request to join our free Facebook group there. It's an amazing community of um, very supportive women. We talk about everything from um, clinical stuff to like life questions. Like what do I do when my kid did this thing? Because the, the vibe is, um, open and, you know, supportive and accepting of the fact that we aren't, we aren't separate in our roles as moms and chiropractors and business owners, but that we face all these challenges and all the challenges that we have are a part of what keep us either healthy and sane or not. <laughs> yep. For sure. For sure. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with you um, next month as we celebrate our 100th episode of the Align Women podcast. So we're super excited to share that with you then. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Align Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast. Mm-hmm.